Arms out like wings. Major exams. Now I was rocketing through dance exams of all types. Ballet, modern, stage branch, tap, drama and anything that was on my timetable. One of my teachers said in a class that I would run out of exams to take if I wasn't careful. And for some reason, this worried me. I needn't have worried. There are always exams to be taken in dance. And my parents had to shoulder the cost of these exams. Every time I was entered for an exam, the letter home announcing it was greeted with both delight and trepidation. Dear Mr and Mrs Nichols, it is with great pleasure that we inform you that your daughter has attained a high enough standard to be entered for her pre-elementary major examination, which will take place at the Royal Academy of Dancing in London. There is a fee for this exam. There will also be a fee for transportation to London. Glenda will need extra point shoes for this term due to extra coaching, which will be invoiced accordingly. Yours sincerely, Dawn Louche, Secretary to Muriel Marsh. By the time I was entered for my pre-elementary, I was fine with the small amount of point work required at the end of the exam. I had received honours for all of my grades, the highest mark to be had. The highest mark you could hope for in a major exam was commended. Jean Kaza, a beautiful dancer, had taken her pre-elementary the year before and had received highly commended, which was unheard of. There was a huge amount of hype attached to taking any major exam. There is usually a big leap from pre-elementary to elementary, pre-elementary really just to get you in the swing for the serious exams. For grade exams, the examiner would come to the school, but for major exams, you had to go to the Royal Academy of Dancing in London. All this has changed now, I'm sure, but the preparation, pomp and ceremony attached to major exams will still certainly carry the same gravitas. As we were too young to travel alone, one of the older girls would take us to London on the train. This cost was also to be borne by our parents. My exam went well and I was relieved to have it over with and excited to get my results, which should come to the school in about a week's time. Once back at the school, our friends would want to know every detail of the day, especially what we had had to eat and what the other dancers were like, of course. There would be three of us altogether in each exam and usually the other two would be from other schools. Coming from the school, we were usually one of the best dancers, along with the girls from Arts Educational and Elmhurst Ballet Schools. We would all warm up in the changing rooms and hardly speak to one another but not a detail would be missed regarding their physique, looks, dance kit, suppleness, etc. Our student chaperone would be all supportive, a bit like a coach at the Olympics. It was very funny, in retrospect. We were all so serious, and this was our very first major exam. I think we maybe chilled a bit as we got older. Even though we had to wait a week for our results, Failure was unheard of, so we went straight into the next level of class. Once in a blue moon, someone might fail, but they continued in the higher class and was re-entered for the exam immediately and did both levels of class until they passed. 
Miss Marsh taught all major level classes apart from pre-elementary. So the most exciting thing about getting into elementary was being included in her classes. Of course, other teachers taught major classes too, but Miss Marsh oversaw all major ballet training with Miss Archer and the more junior teachers coaching us too. The better you were, the more of Miss Marsh's classes you were put into. As far as I can remember, Miss Marsh taught from about 11 o'clock in the morning until 8.30 at night. If you were in elementary and in junior dorm, it was the height of excitement to do her class in the evening, which would finish after lights out. So, the week after my exam, I was put into a couple of Miss Marsh's classes. They were hard and she was incredibly strict. They were amazing. Then, one day, I was called over to Miss Bush's studio during school. This was strange. This never happened. I stood outside the studio door until the music for the enchaînement the students were doing ended and gently pushed the door open. Nichols, Miss Marsh boomed. Come here. She was smiling, so I thought I must have at least passed. But why would she have summoned me to the studio? Results were usually given to you in passing or via a note at lunchtime. You got honours, she exclaimed. Honours! Well done, well done! This was mighty praise from Miss Marsh, and I think I was more pleased with her reaction to my result than the result itself. I want you in all my elementary classes. Make sure Miss Archer organises your timetable accordingly. Yes, Miss Marsh, I said, whilst simultaneously bobbing like I had ants in my pants and grinning from ear to ear. I left the studio and didn't know what to do or where to go. All my friends were still in school. I would be in real trouble if I went to call my parents and I didn't have any change for the phone anyway. So I ran back to my classroom and rejoined the maths class. Everyone was staring at me. So the teacher asked if I wanted to say anything, but I was actually a bit embarrassed. So I said, no, thank you. The class continued until lunchtime. When the bell went, my friends crowded round me and asked what Miss Marsh wanted. Um, she wants me to do all her elementary classes, I said. Did you pass then, said Annabelle, my best friend. I think I got honours, I whispered. Honours, she squealed. And the word was out. And that word, honours, seemed to be being yelled all over the place so that when I got to the lunch queue, everyone was hugging me and congratulating me as if I had done something amazing. It was amazing, actually, as I was the first girl in the school or anywhere as far as we knew to get such a high mark for a major exam. In that moment, my standing in the school changed forever. No jealousy or meanness was ever shown. Everyone was so loving and kind. That evening, I was allowed to call my parents to tell them the good news, even though it wasn't my night to call home. Totally unselfconsciously, I screamed down the phone my amazing news and what a huge deal it was in case my parents didn't understand the enormity of it. I even did better than Jean Casser, I said, and she's the best dancer in the entire school. Mum and Dad were thrilled. They were yelling as loudly as me. It was wonderful. 
When I came out of the phone box, the only person in the corridor was the caretaker. He repeated my words almost word for word. I did even better than Jean Kazza, he mimicked, and she's the best dancer in the entire school. He wasn't being at all unkind. He was teasing me like a brother or an uncle would have done, but I felt so ashamed. I was so thankful that there had been no one else about to hear my bragging. I hadn't meant it to be that way at all, but it did teach me a lesson. And from that day on, I was always very low key about any of my achievements.